Hey, Scott, have you heard about Anchor? Tell me more. Dude, it's the easiest way to make a podcast, and it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. And you can make money from the podcast with no minimum listenership, man. That's just awesome. Anchor is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So all you got to do is go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Looks like we're going to do a podcast, buddy. Let's do this. Who are you? Why are you here? What is your purpose? Some people spend their whole life seeking the answers to these questions. What if all the answers are already inside you? And here we go. All right. Welcome back to Already Strong. This is Matt Allred, my man Scott. Scott Strong here, guys. You guys are already strong. We haven't podcast in a little while, so this is episode number seven. Number seven, dude. We've already done seven. This is rad. We're having a good time. Hopefully, uh, you guys are getting something out of it. If you're not, we are. We just love sitting back, having conversation with one another. <laughs> yeah, we just got back from a three-day conference, and I think the podcast here, speaking into all this stuff that we've been learning made that conference the best conference for me it really did expand expand well there's that we have the same business coach and he talks about if you're hearing a lecture you're going to retain about five percent of it if you're reading a book you're you're going to be at that five to ten percent if you watch video you're going to remember stuff at 20 percent. but if you're in a conversation talking to someone you're going to remember it at 50 percent to 70 percent but if you teach something and that's what we're doing right now teaching it and i own the material at 90 percent that's why the pastor knows the bible he has to stand up and teach it (laughs) that's why the teacher knows history and when you guys teach something you carry around that information And this has been such a huge blessing for me because I've been listening to stuff and only carrying it around at five to 10%. Now I feel like I weaponize my brain and this, this knowledge is inside me now and it's really changed. So when I go to another conference, just speaking into this microphone has literally changed everything for me. Like I get these concepts because I have to teach them now. I'm writing them down on three by five cards. I'm preparing for this podcast. I'm in conversation with Matt about this. And now I have to own it and turn on five, four, three, two, one. Here we go. Already (laughs) strong. Welcome. (laughs) (laughs) Got to turn it up a notch. Yeah. No, that's awesome that you say that, man. Because what's the, what is the saying? If uh, uh, you really want to learn something, teach it. Right. I remember in, uh, I think it was in elementary school. I remember struggling like remembering facts or i think it may have been a history test or something but i remember hearing that and i actually went home and like read the story read the the notes to my dog right taught taught history to my dog just to hear yourself uh saying it yeah and putting it out there so i like how you said that dude like by doing this and studying up and what we're already reading like this is a part of our lives but actually having the discussions like this on the podcast and uh using the studying and using this platform to kind of teach or share with others out there. It's even expanded you even more. Yeah, I can, I hear stuff. And this last conference that I went to, it was the most painful conference I ever went to. (laughs) Like they were, they were sharing concepts from the stage and I was taking notes, but I was taking it a different way. I was like, that's an F. Scott does not do that at all. Mm. He has never done that on a consistent basis. That's an F minus. You suck at that. Yeah. You suck at that. You are not even close to that. Then I was getting some C's and B's and a couple A's. But I was like, I'm grading myself. I'm saying mm. I'm choosing to be that type of person. And 
before I was taking notes. I was taking notes, talking about it, going home, and some of the stuff I would do, and the majority I would not do. And I'm like, this is, you know, I've changed. I've actually, it was a report card. It wasn't notes. It was a report card. And Fs, um, you remember that when you get like 30% in school, you get a very low, low F. <laughs> you got to go all the way up to 59%, and that is a high F. You got to go into That's an six. F plus. Yes, you got an <laughs> F plus. You're at 59, and I was getting some darn 30s. So, yeah. So let's. What do we got today? No, I, no, that's perfect, dude. I love how we opened this up because today's topic is uh, is suffering. Are you willing to suffer to get what you want? Oh, and yeah. right. So really, you went through a little bit of suffering in self evaluating while you were at this uh, at this conference, right? Oh yeah. Um, and that's, I think that's huge. And that's what we're going to get into today a little bit of what we learned about this subject of suffering. Cause it's got this full on, it's a negative connotation, right? To suffer is like, it, it's horrible. Like I brought up, uh, uh, the old dictionary on my phone here. And, um, so to suffer, right. The number one, uh, definition for suffer is to experience or be subjected to something bad or unpleasant. So right off the bat, we think of suffering it is. It's it. You know. You think of suffering. You 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 do. You think of neg something negative, something uh, painful, something that uh, that hurts you, some intense pain of some sort, uh, or or you know, or being affected. I think that affected by like a some sort of ailment, like a broken bone, or uh, you're suffering through some sort of illness or whatever, right? So yeah, no, who wants to suffer? <laughs> We're not, we, I don't think our brains are uh, programmed to suffer, right? It's supposed to keep us away from that, uh, which we'll talk about in a little bit too, but you know, but then you'd look deeper and I thought it was fun looking through the dictionary a little bit or on this uh, dictionary site. And uh, you know, because there's all these um, uh, negative, right? To undergo martyrdom or execution, right? Uh, the, the suffering. We think of suffering. Uh, you guys know Scott and I are believers in Jesus Christ. And, you know, one example of suffering to us is uh, Jesus Christ suffering on the cross, getting beaten, getting, uh, you know, nailed to a cross, beaten, mocked, spit on, rocks thrown at him, having to carry a cross up a hill, right? Now, that that's some serious suffering, right? But then you look at it to, uh, you know, you go a little deeper in some of these uh, definitions. And I kind of like this one. It's listed as an archaic, uh, I guess, definition, which would mean ancient, I guess, a little bit or older, um, which it gives to suffer is to, uh, would also, uh, be to tolerate. And it gives the example of, um, I will no longer suffer this existing ailment. I will no longer suffer, uh, you name it, right? So I will no, no longer tolerate. And that's the part I really kind of, the definition I really kind of uh, was attracted to of that. And what's gets, what we're going to be talking about is to tolerate that suffering because I know there's something better or I'm not going to tolerate suffering this way in my life anymore because there's something better on the other side. I know how to get there, but I'm going to have to suffer through something. So um, that's kind of where we're going to be talking about today and we've both been inspired to this subject by um by david goggins right we've been listening to i uh did you read his book did you read his book yet no i spent a lot of time with him on youtube and yeah. preparing for yeah. the talk yeah so. I, uh, I haven't read his book i listened to his book um he's not for the faint of heart if you don't like language i would suggest you probably don't uh listen to his book or you go to YouTube and find like an edited version where all the F-bombs are taken out. <laughs> but there's a reason he's so hard with his language because he's a hard man. He is a beast. The guy, he even calls himself like the hardest man in the world from what he has endured in his training and uh, training his body and his mind. And, and he talks about this subject of suffering. And this is what kind of inspired us to, uh, to jump in and talk about some of this because it's been I'm gonna say for myself enlightening hearing this side of suffering and like almost motivated to go suffer <laughs> well your your legacy is in suffering right there wouldn't be a Rocky movie if he did not suffer right 
14, would, 15 rounds of suffering, getting his face pummeled. There wouldn't be the miracle of childbirth unless the mom suffered for the nine months mm. in August, mm. you know, and doing it naturally. Every great movie, there is suffering. And think about this. If you ever go to a funeral, the thing that is going to be the most emotional is going to be the time that that person suffered and, and endured it and came out through the other side. It is your story. It is like the secret sauce. You run into suffering now. It's mm. kind of flipped. It's like every great thing is going to come through that suffering. Like you've got to get better. The mind, what does he say here? That your your brain has the tactical advantage on you. All mm -hmm. it wants to do is put you on the couch and have mommy around. <laughs> And for you and to stay comfortable, 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 comfortable. And it's just has the tactical advantage on you. And that's all it's doing 24 seven. It's a medieval machine telling you to stop. Don't go after anything great. All it wants you is it doesn't want anything to grow. It wants the comfort level and we're, that's we're programmed to be comfortable right yeah. that's part of the brain and i love uh you know there's the i know goggins talks about it um i've heard several uh extreme uh athletes or what do you want to like marathon triathlon type athletes uh the iron cowboy uh talks about this james lawrence uh, if you know the iron cowboy go check him out talk about some extreme you know physical um, accomplishments this guy's gone through but he talks about that 40 percent rule right where our brains are programmed to quit at 40 percent effort meaning that you may be given your all right you're 100 you think you're giving it all um, you're going through a little bit of pain but your body has been programmed either uh, if you want to say e mommy evolved this mommy. way or <laughs> created this way whatever um, your brain, yeah, is programmed to stop at 40% um, for that that survival reason, right? Oh, I can't go through any more pain. I can't put out any more effort because I got to hold on to this other 60% just in case a real emergency happens, right? Just in mm -hmm. case that saber-toothed tiger pops out from behind the wall after I'm done hunting and I got to throw this deer on my back and sprint away from the freaking saber-toothed tiger or have that extra juice to take out the saber tooth tiger after I've been hunting all day or whatever. Right. Um, so I really like that, uh, that picture of that 40% rule. Um, and there's some super truth about it. So I, 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 I looked at it, um, because there has been research that suggests that the human mind is, uh, primarily programmed to only push ourselves physically to a 40% exhaustion level. Um, and this is, they show this in, in different studies. That's the I quit moment, right? Or would you say, mommy, 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 tuck me in. <laughs> I'm done. Get the Rub kiss on the kiss on the forehead. It's going to be okay. <laughs> she pats you on the I'm back, on your right? side. It's good. They're <laughs> wrong. Make, They're wrong. The makes you comfortable, <laughs> right? Well, and that's the thing. We're programmed to stay at somewhat of a, con we only push ourselves so far because we don't want to get really uncomfortable. Yeah. Right. Um, so I, I, I was thinking about this, uh, this fight or flight situation and thinking about this, um, you know, this is guy. So David Goggins is ex Navy seal. And I was thinking about like their, their training. He gets a lot of this from their training, of uh, kind of hardening the mind or learning to push past that 40%. And I started thinking about the Bible and I, I found this story. There's a, there's a book out there called, uh, uh, chase, chase the lion. Um, uh, let's see, Mark Batterson, if I can recall correctly, I believe is the author of this chasing book. a lion down a pit. There's two. Yeah, yeah. This first one is, uh, in a pit on a snowy day with a lion, right? I know mm -hmm. you've read that one. And then his backup book to it is, is called chase the lion. Um, anyway, not to get too much into it, but it's about, um, men, uh, that are mentioned in the Bible back in the old Testament that did these extraordinary feats of strength, um, and really not like, not like Samson level where they're like tearing down temples, but like, uh, battles. These guys were in wars and battles where unsurmountable odds, odds kind of like the 300, right? Where they're faced, it's, you know, 300 to one. And this one guy just with pure 
uh, faith and will and strength, like finds the strength to fight off 300 men so he can save his uh, city or, you know, win the battle or what, whatever it is. So I, I check this out. Check this out. I, I found this. I got this from the book and I went back and checked it out a little bit with the 40% rule. And I just love this part. Um, and it totally made me think of Goggins. Well, Goggins made me think of this. And then this made me kind of think of Goggins and made me think like, guys, believe in the Bible or not, there are some great nuggets in there. All right. Of some great examples some of some great men. The Bible is not a soft book. All right. No matter what some people might think. So anyway, um, in second Samuel chapter 23 verses nine through 10, um, in, in, in that passage, it tells of this dude, uh, and I probably won't even say his name right, Eleazar, Eleazar, however you want to say it, all right? And this was one of uh, David's mighty men, as they list him, right? Which was like David's uh, special forces unit, right? Mm-hmm. Basically, it's a group of 30 dudes that were King David's, like, badasses, right? These guys were the best of the best warriors. And in this little snippet, it talks about... Uh, how this guy, Eleazar, solely defeated an entire Philistine regiment or army um, after the Israelites, so after his army had already retreated. So the rest of the dudes, the rest of the common soldiers retreated back because they were scared of this Philistine army. And then this dude, and I'm thinking this, and this is looking in the gray areas, right? It's not listed, but I'm thinking this guy thought about his king, David, right? Who single-handedly took down a freaking giant with a rock and a slingshot, right? And he's thinking about his God, and he digs deep. He's just been fighting all day, and he digs deep. And it says, uh, quoted here, that um, the Israel army had retreated, but Eleazar stood his ground and struck down the Philistines till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. I'll say that again. (laughs) Till his hand grew tired and froze to the sword. So I don't know if you guys are thinking, Scott, if you're thinking like me, like this dude went into such a battle mode and like he was going to win and dug into that other 60% that he swung that sword till not only was tired, but his hand... Hand was literally cramped, frozen to that sword. So anyway, that was like a big kind of aha biblical moment that uh, that just came up when I started thinking about that. The forty percent rule, dude. Like, how much more do we have to tap into? Yeah, and doesn't it kind of give you a tactical advantage too when you do when the brain does say, "Hey, you're tired. You can't go on." You're like, oh. I still have 60% reserves. Right. I'm not even halfway done. <laughs> Bitches, here I come. <laughs> Shut up, brain. Here we go. I know our coach, Brandon Barber, talks about the brain, right? What does the brain say? But I love that. Shut up, brain. And I know Goggins yeah. brings that up, too. Where literally, he has to, to, to develop his mindset when going through this stuff was basically... Shut up, brain. I'm going to keep going. Shut up, brain. I'm going to keep going. And pretty soon, after a while, brain shuts up, right? And the body kicks in. He talks about he's in the ocean. It's cold. Get out. It's cold. It's too cold. It's a cloudy day. You're shivering. And then what does he tell the brain? Hey, this is our new norm. This is what we're doing. Mm. We're choosing to be a Navy SEAL, we're choosing to suffer. And you're like on the treadmill and you're, it's time to get off. And then it's like, no, this is our new norm. We do one more. We do one more extra rep or whatever. One more mile. So I've been like when I, in the weight room, count to 10 or whatever. Now it's, it's 11, one more, it's 11. So I've been doing 10, one more, it's 11. And I just like that idea. This is our new norm. We're choosing legacy. We're choosing greatness. We're choosing to train for this obstacle. And this is our new norm. We we suffer. And w- you guys do this next time you're doing something like that. Your brain calms down. You just said that this is our new norm. And the, the chatter in your brain goes away. And then all of a sudden you get a bump in energy. Mm. And you actually thrive in that extra moment. 
And I, I like that one part where he's like me and my son, we went to the conference we were talking about. So they were long days. We had a half an hour walk there, then a half an hour walk back for lunch and then back again, then back again or whatever. So we were walking three hours a day. And then we had these stairs and we started talking about the David Goggins things about taking souls. <laughs> so we were racing up the stairs and we were like taking souls. And in that moment that you're suffering, you don't hear that voice. You're thinking, oh, this is the time I take, I take that guy's soul. This is the time I show up early and I get after it. Mm. This is the time where, oh, look, he's getting tired. He's listening to mommy right now. <laughs> I'm going to pour it on and take his soul. And I just love that, that concept of you're looking for that. And now you know what your brain's going to do. You know that you can tap into Xer. He doesn't know that he has 60% to go. He doesn't. He, he thinks he's done. Mm. He thinks he's done. You say, this is our new norm. We, we attack when he gets tired. And he has tons and tons of stories like that when they yeah. were carrying the boats on their head and they were getting tired. And then he told the guys, hey, we're going to start pressing this. We're going to start pressing the boat over our head, even though we had to hold it. <laughs> and he goes, trust me, we're going to get energy from this. And that's what I kind of learned from him. There's energy all around us. And that when you get tired, you can turn it on and then get a bump in energy. Mm. And I could see it in my son when he was doing it. And then I, when I was doing it, I got that bump in energy. Yeah, so you got that other 60% to right. tap into, right? Taking your soul, Taking brother. Your You're soul. tired. Well, when you said that, it reminded <laughs> me of, cause you brought up Rocky earlier when in some of my favorite movies, I'm a Rocky fan. And, uh, I'm trying to think which one is, I think it's well, and all of them, there's that moment where the, his opponent, right. Finally looks across the ring and literally just goes, what the fuck? What the F? Like you could just see the look in their eyes. Like this guy will not quit. Right. Yeah. Rocky took that, took Apollo's soul. When Apollo gave him his best, Apollo is at his end. Right. And then Rocky's like, I'm going to get up one more round. I'm going to take his round. soul. <laughs> and he shakes his head. It's, it's like that moment. And think about that. You guys can trade your brain to do that exact same thing. It's like mm -hmm. a muscle. It's like a muscle. And that's why those Navy SEALs can go do superhuman stuff because they tapped into it. They developed that muscle. They can go for two and a half days with no sleep. They can push for that long. Mm. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It's amazing, man. That stuff is amazing. So, yeah, the 40% that that one really got into it. Um, and then, you know, it it goes into even more, um, I think during that where what, what's he call it? The, the cookie jar, right? Yep. The cookie jar kind of, uh, uh, theory, I guess, or his full cookie jar philosophy, or what do you want to call it? Right. Where when you are at that 40% and you need to tap into the 60%, like remembering, remembering some of the suffering, right you've already been through. Cause at some point in your life, you've gone through some suffering. If you've done any type of physical or athletic training, or you've come through maybe some hardships in your uh, marriage or maybe in your childhood and you've come beyond those things, mm -hmm. like tapping into that, looking back and almost giving gratitude in a way of like, Hey, I went through that. I've been through this. I've been through this suffering before. I can do, I can do one more. I can do it again. Right. And that's his, like, I guess you can say his cookie jar, uh, theory where he just, he brings up a memory of some suffering in the past that he basically, so his cookie jar is not full of treats, right? <laughs> it's not really fuzzy memories, really. It's really going back and looking at and being proud of what you've already accomplished and using that to fuel that next, that next round, that next mile, that, um, whatever that bad relationship you're going through, whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I think they use that cookie jar before they get into the action. Hey, this happened to me. I was hungry or I slept in a car, you know, like all the, the celebrity stories that we're kind of familiar with, you know, I was ho like ET, he was homeless, right? Mm. He ate out of trash cans. 
He was a high school dropout. That was his cookie jar. He went through that moment. So studying for this test is going to be nothing. I literally, he says, I literally ate out of trash cans. I slept in abandoned buildings. I was a high school dropout. So studying for this test, mm. I got this. Uh, the Rock does the same thing, you know. I think uh, he his dream was to be in the NFL, yeah. and then someone took his position. Told him he was going to took his position, and then he went up to Canada to play football, and then they cut him, and then he had seven bucks in his pocket, right? And I think his organization is called Seven or Seven Bucks or something like that. Oh, his, I think it's yeah, yeah, it, yeah, seven, something to do with seven, because that was the amount of money that he had in his pocket when his dream was over. So when he goes on to stage, he taps into the cookie jar to make sure that he's in gratitude. Mm. And that's why mm. that guy always walks out with a big, big smile on his face because he just went down to the lowest point in his life. And then it makes this moment of walking on stage, accepting this award. He is super grateful because he had seven bucks. His dream was over, but God had a bigger dream for him. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and that, Kind of like, um, I got a little quote down here is like, when we suffer, we look for truth. When mm. you're suffering, you look for something new and something true. You, you look for the rock, like you find Jesus. When I suffered, when I went through my divorce, I was all by myself, suffering, married high school sweetheart, yada, yada. Almost 20 years later, I was by myself. Mm. I, mm. I, was, I was at my low point. I looked for an answer, and that's when Jesus gets a hold of you. Yeah. That's when the truth sounds really good to you. <laughs> like you connect up with it. It's like, yeah, I like that. That <laughs> makes sense. It's very simple. I'm looking for something simple. You're nodding your head. You're moving over here going, Yes, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> right. But if you're comfortable, you don't look for the truth. It yeah. it doesn't sound the same to you. Well, that so. suffering makes us shut off some of that mental chatter, right? The stuff that's keeping us down or whatever, and makes us actually start looking for the third option, like you were saying, right? Yep. Something better. There's got to be something better. And when you're in that middle of suffering, um, I think your mind automatically goes to not just what's comfortable if you keep yourself in that suffering spot. Yes, we want what's comfortable, but we want something uh, new and better, right? Uh, that's, yeah, and I love that, dude, that picture of you. Thanks for being vulnerable on that, dude, yeah. right? Yeah, because that's a down time. And I know one of the quotes that I got from him was about suffering was, uh, suffering is the true test of life. And I think about what you just said, where you had to find, you had to suffer to find the truth. The biggest truth that ever came in into me in my life was through the lowest point. Mm -hmm. Like, like you're ready, like you are craving it at a cellular level. Like, if you can't sleep, and you're thinking about this constantly, and your dream is over, and you've got no hope, you are ready mm -hmm. for truth. You are, it is the answer. And when you get the truth, you, you feel, you feel like you got hope again. It feels real. It, it is exactly what you need. It is the, the thirsty man in the desert and the, the water is, it is so good. It it's makes sense. <laughs> yeah. It's, but that's what it is. So why are we running from it and why not embrace it and move towards it? and actually look for opportunities to suffer, or this is your time to build your legacy. This is your moment when you're old and gray that you're going to be talking about that time. Mm. That time we went on a run, the time we did this event, the time that we had no idea how it was going to happen. God's going to have to show up. My faith is going to be tested. And, but on the other end, on the other end, I'm going to be closer to God. I'm going to know this. I'm going to know that. And, and looking for that moment where you can push your chips all in and go, <laughs> I'm all in. What's going to happen? What's going to happen? Yeah. And having that faith of it now, it's, 
you know, when you're saying that, I just pictured, um, and we brought up earlier and about, well, Christ, you know, mm-hmm. we're both believers in our Lord and savior, Jesus Christ. And that rebirth, I think we get mentally and physically when we go through that suffering, right? When we suffer in the gym, you know, five days a week, an hour every day. And, you know, a year later, there's this, uh, you know, we've been consistent and a year later we have this almost a rebirth or a renewed, uh, physical look, right? We're, we're different. We're whatever, 20 pounds lighter. Or we got more muscle, shed some fat, what, whatever it is. Um, or mentally, right? We go in there and we suffer through some sort of mental training going through. And I know for me, like it's been cleaning out some of the, uh, the old garbage, the old thoughts, uh, getting rid of the old man, as the Bible would say, and like and becoming a new man in, in, in my mind and feeding my mind with um, going through kind of the suffering of feeding my mind with good things and having those mental battles and being aware of the the negative thoughts yeah, or the thoughts that aren't serving me and being able to kind of clean those out. And it's that, that rebirth salvation. And again, the, the example of Jesus Christ, right? Yeah. Suffered, died on the cross, was beaten, got the heck beat out of him, had to walk up a hill bearing a cross. And it's funny because uh, in the dictionary, again, the word suffer, uh, one of the, uh, to be synonym, synonym. Did I even said that right? Say it again. <laughs> How do you say that again? But, uh, is to bear, right? Is yeah. to bear, to tolerate, to bear, to bear. So you had to bear the cross. You had to tolerate that, suffer through that, only to get to the walk up a mountain, be nailed to that cross and hung there and left to die, right? So the worst case of suffering uh, I can think of uh, for a person to go through. And then only to be resurrected three days later, right? Yep. I just think about that where we can go through, we go through our suffering to be reborn, right? Mm-hmm. You almost, you get, you get reborn through it. You get a, uh, there's a new man that comes out of it. Like Matt today, the suffering Matt's gone through in 2019 is not the same Matt that's sitting here right now on a podcast, right? Well, you suffered. You you went out. You're doing some running right now. We're gonna bring this up. <laughs> and you hate it. And you went on a run up a mountain today. And you walked through my front door. And you were a better. You were better. Yes. You brought more energy in. You made me better. So have some friends that are suffering, and you're gonna have a new level of relationship. You're gonna have a new level of growth. Because if Matt suffers in 2020 and grows, he's going to make me better just by being around him. Mm. And it's my job to get my suffering out of the way, eat the right stuff, suffer, get personal development, get the mind right. So when we come together, we're, we're more powerful together. And when we come together, it's not just two of us, it's three of us. We're, we're better, better, better through suffering. So have some friends that have some goals that where God has to show up and that they can suffer through it because that's going to be our stories that we're going to be telling when we're, when we're older, like, why are you running from it? Run towards it. Mm. Well, you're right, dude. And I, <laughs> it's funny you brought that up because I was just sitting here thinking I wasn't like, I was suffering already mentally because I stayed up later last night. We're doing some Christmas shopping online. We had some stuff going on and I stayed up a little late and I did not get up at the time I wanted to get up this morning to hit the gym before I went out and started my day. So that was kind of eating at me a little bit. Like I was kind of suffering mentally through that. And then I'm on my way to your house on my way here. And it was like, well, I got an hour, right? I got an hour and I looked over and it's one of those God things, awareness. I looked over, there's a mountain and I'm like, what would David Goggins do? I'm like, go run that effing mountain. (laughs) (laughs) And I, I put, I intentionally packed some gym clothes in my car today thinking, okay, I didn't hit it this morning, but I'll get there sooner or later today. And it was one of those things where it was like, I got an hour. I'm only 15 minutes from Scott's house. Yep. I'm like, and it was like the mountain just popped up right there. I happened to look over, and that's actually a mountain that Scott and I have hiked before. So I was like, 
go run the freaking mountain. Go yep. take the mountain. And it sucked because mentally I be I you know, I was beating myself up already suffering for not going to work out. But then when I got there, I looked at the trail and went, ah, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really going to do this? And it was a mental battle to like, okay. You didn't want to do it when you even got out oh, of the Oh, no, dude. I did not want to do it. Heck no. And then I was like, because I, I really, I think, honestly, I hate running, dude. Like, <laughs> I got out of, I tried to get out of running every workout from when I tried wrestling, when I played football, like, if there was any type of running involved, I would try to ditch out. I would go do the sprints. I'm a 40-yard sprinter, dude, right? I'm a football player. I'm really good in about 40 feet to 40 yards. After that, it's like, nah, I don't need to run further. So, yeah. Like, I would jump extra. I would go jump extra jump rope at a workout, like in the corner, while everybody else ran. And sometimes a coach wouldn't say anything to me, right? Because I'm over here jumping rope. I'm still working on my cardio. <laughs> Just so I wouldn't have to go run, right? Um, so it's that suffering, like that's the mental part. Like I've never liked running. I've had bad feet. Uh, I grew up with, uh, uh, basically kind of like disformed feet when I was born. So I had to wear like corrective shoes. I was like Forrest Gump. I (laughs) 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 I had to wear like the corrective shoes when I was a little kid (laughs) whatever. I didn't know that. I'm I'm sharing here. Uh Oh, watch out (laughs) mom. If you're out there, I love you. Thanks for the shoes. (laughs) <laughs> so they like went different directions or? yeah like i'm flat-footed dude. i got like duck feet i'm flat-footed and uh i got like this oh. tendon like uh, uh disformity i guess you could say in my in my feet so it's always made it painful for me to run like i tried soccer when i was a kid and f that dude i was just like i'm not playing soccer <laughs> so do you still have physical pain now when you run or no i i do somewhat after i run i do my feet like start to hurt and, uh, I wonder if that's mental or if it's real. Well, physical. and that's where I was testing myself today because the feet started. I went trail running today, and that trail is not exactly. It's not just a dirt road, right? I mean, it's pretty rocky, right? Loose rock, you know, a lot of sharp rock, jagged rock sticking out. So yeah, my feet did start to hurt, but I told myself just get to the, and I gave myself uh, some markers. All right, just get to that next tree. If I can get to that next tree, as how I was mentally, and I remember. Um, Goggins talks about it, but the Iron Cowboy. I remember hearing this from him some years ago where he talks about his uh, the perfect minute. You ever hear him talk about that? Mm-hmm. Or when he's getting tired because this guy ran or did uh, basically 50 Ironman, tri- uh, Ironman length triathlons in 50 days in 50 states. He did this, right. was it three years ago, a couple, couple years or whatever yep. it's been now. And he talked about when he was wearing out, he talked about the perfect minute where he would tell himself if I can just, and I think he even did it in like 10 second in- increments or if I can just get through this next 10 seconds, I can do the next 10 seconds. And then if I can do these, this 10, I can get through the next 10 and where he basically he would build the perfect minute. Hmm. Right. And mentally this is what he would do. He didn't look at, I still got 23 miles to run. He just looked at, can I, can I get to that? next spot and his was just time can i get to that next minute can i get to that next minute and i think goggins talks about uh uh, setting markers or something like that where when he's tired he just looks at the tree okay if i can just get to that next tree trick in the mind trick in the mind you trick your mind yeah so that's what i was doing there at the end like okay i can get that next tree then i can take a break but then when i say got to the next tree then you're already looking forward at the next target right yeah nope can't walk here because i got to get to that next tree (laughs) yeah anyway um that was part of the stuff today but like you said and i will concur (laughs) my friend scott of when i got done my feet hurt it sucked i did a facebook live or on my personal page where i talked about how much it sucked (laughs) but it did i had a a renewal of energy because i got out there i did it I suffered for a little bit. I suffered for a short term to have this positive energy for the next, the rest of the day. Right. Yeah. So what are you hoping to get out of this, the journey of running? Like you, have you thought about letting go of something, some limiting belief, some thought or burying something that needs to die in Matt? It's the mental challenge of like getting out there and, uh, for sure knowing I can do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, like, so I'm going to do, I signed up for a sprint triathlon is what I've done. I've never done 
anything like this in my life. <laughs> well, you're doing it right now. now right, right. Um, yeah, cancel, delete. I am now doing this. this is the first time. Because, <laughs> um, yeah, like I said, I was a football player. I did a little wrestling. I wasn't competitive at it because I got my ass kicked most of the time. Uh, I thrived in, like, martial arts for a while. Uh, but I was never, yeah, I wouldn't want to. I remember trying to run with my dad uh, when I was a kid. And maybe that could be part of it. Now we're talking about it because uh, – like he would run, but I would feel like I'd get I'd get uh, side cramps. You know, wasn't breathing right. My feet would start to hurt, and then Dad would leave me in the dust, and I end up, you know, then I would end up walking because Dad wasn't gonna wait for me. <laughs> so I ended up walking the rest of the way home, or just turning around and walking home, and Dad would go finish the run or whatever. When I was younger, so um, you really sucked at this. You don't. You you've got all the stories. Oh, dude, I I I quit soccer because of running, like. Like literally, like it hurt, and my coach, I remember my coach like bad mouthing me because I couldn't run. I told my mom like I can't run, and that was right around the time they knew because I've been through the corrected foot thing. How many times do you think you've said that in your life? I can't run. I can't. Oh God, it's lots. Yeah, yeah. Like a mantra. How do you count? Yeah, it's been my mantra, right? Or I hate running, right? Yeah, I've I've heard you say you hate running since you've probably known me. Probably 50 times. Yeah. Yeah. If not more, you know, so now it's, now it's training the mind for something new, right? I'm going to take something, uh, challenging that I've hated and I'm going to turn it into something. Uh, I don't know if I say something I love, but something I know I can do and conquer. If that makes sense. Very good. Well said. Going through the suffering. <laughs> and it is it's a mental game for me that's doing this triathlon is a mental goggins inspired me to mentally get hard right go out there and train and do it so yeah he talks about i i made a new life goal after listening and studying him my goal in life is just to get 10 percent better than last week mm, just like get that. just getting better at it that gave me a lot of peace too like just show up you're going to you're going to go through this to get better mm. and 10% better that's a pretty cool way of going through life mentally physically emotionally spiritually 10% better in your relationship with your kids your spouse 10% better friend and start compounding that like i like the idea of growing in chunking it down and tricking the brain like 10% it sounds super easy it's like breaking down the number where you can see that you can actually do it. Yeah. 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 That's awesome, dude. It is. And I like that 10% because if you're, I'm no mathematician, but yeah, but, it adds up, right? But, <laughs> uh, but it does compound because if you're 10% better than last week, well, the next week's 10% really going to be 20% better. Right. Yep. I mean, if you, yeah. Or however it all goes. <laughs> yeah. The math was not my subject either. Yeah. <laughs> But I like that. And if it's just simple math, right, then you're 120% better at the end of the year or 520% better, right? If it's 10% better every week or whatever. I do know that, you know, 52 weeks in a year. <laughs> well, you're just feeling better mentally, too. Yeah. I think we all like to see that improvement and we feel like what we're putting in, it's working. You can kind of see it. You got a little bit of a reward from it. Mm. And now you're developing a habit, a mental thing a mental game of where we choosing to suffer to get better i love it i love it man and it is the only way to grow is to go through pain right yep is to go through suffering yep you don't get stronger without a little pain um you don't become a successful businessman without some pain some failure probably some financial hardship you can't sit on the couch and uh watch netflix and get better <laughs> Not that I know of, but I'm sure there's people out there thinking that. <laughs> if I could just watch one more Grant Cardone video, then then I'll be ready to be a millionaire. <laughs> well, and that's a hard part too, right? We do that, you know, and then we're not willing to suffer like those guys. We'll we'll watch the big wigs, but we don't want to suffer like the big wigs. And yep. that's why they're the big wigs, right? Man, I love it, man. Pushing through these limitations and uh yeah. And uh, leaving the excuses at the door, I think, is my new mantra for uh, for 2020. Mm-hmm. Just leaving the excuses at the door. No more 
my feet hurt. Mommy, mom, mama said my feet weren't good. <laughs> <laughs> or whatever, right? So, um, and just pushing through it. And I know you gave me this quote earlier um, on accountability. Uh, was it the, the more you walk away from accountability, the weaker you become? Yeah. And I think that's a huge one for 2020 going into, I know in my life, um, of staying accountable to myself. And I remember hearing this. I can't remember her, who I heard talk about it, but basically uh, accountability is integrity. Do you have integrity with yourself? Yeah. Do you, will you keep promises to yourself? And if you can't have integrity with yourself, you know, how are we supposed to truly have integrity with our relationships and other people out there? Um, And I look at that as the accountability of being accountable to myself. And like you said earlier, taking that um, mental review or, you know, grading myself. Yeah. And I being honest with it, right. Being truthful with it. Well, if you walk away from accountability, like let's say it, you stop going to church, you stop reading your Bible, you get out of the accountability group and hanging around certain types of guys that are doing certain type of activities, you're really walking away from that. You're making a conscious decision to actually get out of that activity, mm. get out of that influence group that puts pressure on you. It's like, whoa, that guy was talking about his Bible reading. I missed my Bible reading this morning. Ouch, ouch, ouch. Mm. That's that accountability group that that iron sharpens iron, you know, and yeah, it's, it's pretty powerful. And that's why I kind of like this, this podcasting and speaking into this, like it forces you to be accountable to grow. Oh man, what did I say in that podcast? <laughs> oh crap. Now I got to do crap. it. <laughs> what? Oh, this sucks. <laughs> why did I? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then after speaking it, it wasn't like a big success, but it was better. I did get the 10% better and it maybe was a little slow at coming, but I did get better after speaking that and saying, I'm going to do this. And it's like, not perfect, not a hundred percent, 50% better, but getting that better. And it's like, that's the magic of speaking words, speaking it into something, sharing ideas. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So, Pretty cool. Knowing we, uh, knowing we have that within us too, right? It's in there. Yep. We have it in us. We just got to tap into that and make it happen. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's digging deep within yourself to tap into that to make, make it happen. Embracing the suck. Right? Yeah. Well, imagine a couple of weeks from now, it's 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 cold out. It's rainy. You missed a workout. Mm. You're didn't eat so good and, and it's time to go back into it and you don't have momentum on your side yeah. and you got to kind of restart a little bit and you're like, why did I sell everyone? I was going <laughs> to do this. Did why I do? did I put it here? Why did I have all that accountability? <laughs> this is really going to hurt today, but you're going to have those ups and downs. But then at the end, you're going to have the victory of accomplishing it and whatever, however it works out for you is however it's going to work out. But you're choosing to get into that and you're going to have your ups and downs and the mind's going to tell you, you suck. You shouldn't be doing this. Quit, quit. You hate running. Remember, remember your feet. Remember your feet. <laughs> remember force. Me some cookies. I need some cookies. <laughs> oh, man. But again, it's that accountability of to myself and it if you don't keep yourself accountable right like you miss a week at the gym you don't go back to benching 300 pounds right if i hit a whatever a pr of 300 pounds this week and i take a week off i'm not jumping right back in at 300 right i've fallen back yep i gotta i gotta start not that you're starting all over but you're you gotta start back right to to retrain that strength so i think that's everything with accountability right? yep. if, like you just said if you walk away from it you get weaker you're weaker you're weaker right? and once you come back in you got to man up accept that you got weaker and it's time to stick with it and get stronger right it isn't it a great thing in society now where you can intentionally get into groups that make you stronger 
And if you isolate yourself, you get weaker. And the brain wants to isolate, check out. But we have all these groups where you could go to, where I hate sometimes going to them, but then once I'm in them, I have a great time and I feel better the next day. But going to them, I don't want to go half the time. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's like looking at that mountain today. Yeah. I don't want to be here. And that's never going to go away. And then I just had to get mad at it and just say, this mountain's stupid. F you. I'm going to run you. I'm going to take you out. (laughs) So I love it, man. And again, uh, before we close out, that's how it is, right? It it is in us. Yeah. It is. It's in everybody. We all have that ability. David Goggins, he'll even tell you, he's not superhuman. There's nothing special about him. If anything, he'd tell you that he started behind most people. And if you look at guys, you know, there's nothing special, you know, we, well, cancel it. We all have something special in us and that's what makes all of us special. And we all have that strength in us to dig into. We just, it's all about digging, getting rid of the, the stinking thinking, right? Yeah. Digging deep. Your max is not your max right now. What you think is hard is not really hard. Mm, I like that. You're just, you're just, got to challenge your thinking you've got to like what's one here uh, i choose to be a man that tests mediocrity mm-hmm. what's the other one here be uncommon among common people like you have the ability that's why we called it already strong you get to work that out get stronger get 10 percent better it's there inside you get in some groups get in take a challenge we just talked about how you can shut that little mommy voice off, listen to some of our old podcasts or whatever, but that's what we're choosing. You guys are already strong. God, you're the, you're his greatest creation. You got his helper in you. You know how to speak life or speak death, speak life, go after it, get a vision without a vision. You shall perish, get a clear vision. Get around some warriors and let's go make 2020 the best decade of our lives. Yeah. Yeah. Be uncommon. Be uncommon, Let baby. The common guys just sit on the couch. Yeah. I love it. So the 2020, take some action. I put that on my counter, dude. Be uncommon among common men. Be uncommon among common people. It sits right there on my kitchen and I put a little jar over it every once in a while. Then like a couple days later, I'll move the jar and it pops up and it's staring at me. (laughs) It's like, it's like a little test. Like, Oh, how am I doing on that? Well, and to be uncommon, you You, can't be afraid to suffer or you got to run towards suffering, right? Embrace it. This was a good one, man. Love it. I love it. All right, man. Well, great. Yep. Thank you guys for listening. Hope uh, you got something out of it. I, I, well, whether you guys did or not, I know I did. I did too. <laughs> and I thank you guys. So again, remember, you're already strong. It's in you. You just got to dig deep and tap into it and don't be afraid to suffer. Right? Yep. All right, man. Any good words? Nope. This was fun. Thanks for doing this with me, brother. All right. All right. Well, until next time, stay strong. We love you guys. Have a great week.